October 12th, Riker. That's right. And today we are talking about the sequel to a movie I believe we talked about last year. Um, we this did. One, we talked we, about The Babysitter last year. Yes. And this year we are talking about The Babysitter Killer Queen. Uh, yes. And it, it is a direct sequel uh, taking place just a couple years after the original Babysitter. Uh, starring uh, a number of the same folks in the original Babysitter, and and yeah. I, I'm not I'm not going to talk too much about uh, the uh, co-stars uh, of of this movie until we get to spoilers. Um, right. But uh, so, man, this is another one from Mick G. And uh, yes, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we talked about this in the first episode that we did about you know last year about the uh, about the first movie that. Everything in this guy's movies is always so shiny. Yep. Uh, the characters, the actors are so airbrushed that it yep. looks as though he takes every frame of of every scene and like airbrushes the characters because even the even the geeks are attractive, you know, like everybody in this movie is just gorgeous all the time all the time perfect all the time even when they're covered in blood they're gorgeous and it's a very mcgee is always loud yeah always um this movie is incredibly loud uh so everybody's beautiful everybody's got the perfect cheekbones the perfect eyes the perfect teeth like everything about everybody in uh his movies uh it is gorgeous and it's it's to me I don't know how you feel, but like I get distracted by it. I'm like, how how the fuck is this person just so perfect looking? It's fucking distracting. Like I can't. This person, it looks like a mannequin. They they don't look human to me. It. it I found I, both movies. I found myself just distracted by uh, by how fucking beautiful everybody is. I I didn't get distracted by that in the first movie. I. Well, I don't want to give too much away about how I feel about this movie, but yeah. I was having so much fun with yeah. the premise. Yep. And in this movie, I I was I was I was kind of just waiting. Yeah. And I did a lot of waiting. Yeah. Um There's a lot of fun in this movie, but it's I I don't want to get too much in it. I I we'll give a rating a little bit later. I, there I have some problems with this movie, but I. It's enjoyable if you yeah. turn your brain off and don't think about oh, yeah. some things that are really important. I think yeah. but that's just me. Uh, another thing that distracted me in this movie was okay. So the dialogue's all really sharp, and you know everybody's like the most clever person in the world, and everybody says the most perfect thing that they they should say in any given moment, right? Um, so that I mean, but that doesn't really generally bother me. I like some sharp, snappy dialogue, and even if it even if it's not something that any human would really say, but the thing that kept pulling me out of it was these teenage characters kept making ref 80s references like fucking constantly yes. where I'm like, yes, OK, like I get that the people who wrote this are probably fucking Gen Xers like like us. But 
the voice of these characters should not be making reference like and i'm talking fucking obscure references at that point you know not like i mean this one's not a great example but the chick gets out of the semi and she's like i'll tell him large large marge sent me. yeah large marge sent yeah. you like yeah. yeah i thought that was great that yeah was a great not, line not that it's a, an obscure reference necessarily but at the same time i'm oh, like okay Okay, like only boomers and my kids are going to get this because I make my kids right. watch fucking eighties movies all the time, or not boomers, fucking Gen Xers. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, but anyway, um, we're going to be boomers someday. Um, <laughs> Some of us already are. So <laughs> so, yeah. so so the, and and there's a whole. I mean, there. I, I'm not. If I gave more examples of the eighties references, it would spoil some shit. Um, but but there, I forget what it was. But at one point. Uh, one of the, one of the main girls in this movie, um, is talking and references a song lyric, uh, but she doesn't sing it. She just says it like, like right. as though she's reciting poetry or something. And I'm like, nobody who, I, who is this fucking movie made for? Is it made for like the teenage set or is it made for fucking Gen X? We should like probably me? tell them what the fuck is going on. Yeah, okay, right now okay. we're just kind of grabbing. Yeah, yeah we right? are. Okay. So, okay. So let's, go ahead. let's get tell to them what's going on. Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, this kid, uh, what the fuck's the kid's name? Uh, Cole. Uh, Cole. Yeah, this kid, Cole, had his babysitter come over, right? And he, his right. babysitter played by the gorgeous Samara Weaving. Samara uh, Weaving, who yeah. is also, absent most of this film. Just oh, going to say, yeah. spoiler. Yeah, that was a spoiler. Absent dude. most of the film. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, who also played... Uh, 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 Thea in uh, Bill and Ted Three, by the way, um, uh, one of the dogs. That, that I. What did you think of that? Uh, I fucking I loved it. It was it was just you, it was it did what it needed to do, and that's all I cared about. All right, um, I didn't think. I mean, they tried to de-age her, but it, I didn't think it played there. <laughs> uh, I didn't even recognize. Maybe because I've seen the babysitter. Go yeah, ahead. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, uh, so I'm going to recap the first movie real quick. Cole. Has the babysitter come over? Turns out the babysitter's part of a. I mean, she's cool as hell. He loves her. He thinks she's great. Uh, turns out she's part of a fucking blood cult, and they need right. like the blood of a of an innocent who is Cole. So they're they're not going to kill him. They're just going to drug him and then like steal his blood so they could sacrifice right. some motherfuckers. But he finds out what's going on. So then they obviously got to kill a kid, fucking kid. And so it's like it's like Home Alone, the horror movie kind of with a lot of right. comedy because because he's setting up traps for the fucking. Uh, the babysitter's goony friends, you know, and, and and like I said, her friends are like all just like these perfectly gorgeous high school kids who are. Can I, can I pause you for just one sec? Because you, yeah. you brought up something that I actually read about today. So yeah. um, you've seen Saw, right? Yeah. Okay. So there is a theory that the Jigsaw killer is actually the little boy from Home Alone. That he just grew up and then made more traps and just went yeah. crazy and psycho and I like it. I, I kind of fucking love that theory. Continue. Okay. So anyway, that's the premise of the first movie. At the end, like he uh, he he manages, you know, he kills them all and and, and including like he, I I think he crashes the car into the babysitter and she yeah like with with her last breath she's still pretty right. fucking cool, you know. So anyway, uh, now we're cutting a couple years forward. He's now in high school. Uh, he's a fucking outcast because everybody thinks he made up this fucking story and he just went berserk, you know? Um, but, uh, he, he fucking kid wears a corduroy suit all the time for some reason. I don't oh, know. That's whatever. so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. And, uh, and, but he's got a friend, he's got 
uh, one friend, uh, who, who's the friend? Is that, uh, is that, uh, uh, Phoebe? Who the fuck is it? Uh, I forget. No, not oh, Phoebe. Uh, it's, uh, no, no, it's Melanie. I think is it Melanie? Melanie. Oh. Yeah, it's Melanie. It's for sure. Melanie. Okay. And so in this movie, Melanie kind of takes the place of Samara Weaving's babysitter. Right. Uh, cause she's right. like, it- she's the neighbor from the, from the first movie, supposedly. And, uh, she believes him that, you know, everything that happened, and she's like his best friend. She sticks up for him. Uh, she's, you know, uh, he thinks he thinks she's super hot. I found her uh, like just bizarre looking again with that perfect fucking face and her goddamn weird sculpted chin. But anyway, that's that's a rant for a different time. Um, and and so, you know, they're like best buds. Right. And uh, they wind up going to this party. He, she she on convinces. A boat. Yep, she convinces him to go on to, uh, to this party on a boat. Is this like Lake Placid or something where they're at? Like, where the fuck are they, you know? I, um, I don't know. I thought it was somewhere. In, it felt like they were in a desert, like one of those desert yeah. lakes. Maybe Piranha 3D kind of lake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we That's did. That's one of my favorite movies. Continue. Uh, so anyway, it talks, talks him into going. And, uh, and, you know, I don't know if these kids are fucking rich or what, but they got this big old houseboat that they're partying on going down the fucking you know, through the, uh, down the, in the lake and the river, fucking whatever it is. And then, uh, of course, uh, shit goes haywire and he's got to just kill a bunch of motherfuckers again. Um, that's, that's the premise. Anything beyond that, we're getting into spoiler territory. Uh, the movie's super funny in spots. Uh, again, sometimes the dialogue is too clever for its own good and it, it distracted the shit out of me. Um, uh, I like the characters, despite the fact that the actors all just look fucking airbrushed and ridiculous. I felt like a weird, pervy old man watching this because I'm like, these kids all look so goddamn young, you know? Like, right. fuck. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, but it's a fun movie. A lot of good, funny kills, gruesome kills. Uh, Cole's a charming character, uh, despite the fact that, like, again, like his his mannerisms and stuff were, were seemed a little like too put on for me, but. Whatever, I, I rolled with it, and I had fun with this movie. What do you say? Um, you know, I, I had a I had a good time. I texted you when it came on because I knew you would love it, and you immediately started watching it. I think. Yeah. Um, you're like, come on, that shit. I'm like, okay, great. Um, you know, there's some good things, and there's some really good scenes. I like some of the things that they pulled out to tie it into the first movie, which was cool. Yeah. I it just it there there are some sequels this year that don't live up to the expectations of the first movie and for me this is one of them i'm not saying it's bad but it's not nearly as good as the first one like not even close right like i would go back today and watch the original babysitter and probably watch it again and i think that's due in no small part to the fact that we got samara weaving in there and she's just so fucking great right (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah without her she has a small appearance at the end Without her, the film just feels flat, and I, I think that's a miss. And it, there was probably a production schedule goof or whatever they couldn't get her and whatnot. But the repl- the replacement of her, um, j- I just didn't work for me, and I, but that's okay. Uh, I'm not saying you. C- it's still a good time, I, and yeah, uh, yeah. it's. It, I wouldn't say it's family friendly, but it's certainly not anything I would worry about with your kids. Yeah, no, um, no, and it's no. funny. Like Lynn was laughing the whole time. So if you want something that's funny, that's great. Ultimately, I felt kind of empty at the end. So, yeah, that's my take on it. Like, it, you know, they're again, Hatchet Two, 
way worse film to to watch apparently so you know watch this one instead there it is uh, i'm i'm almost certain that i read somewhere that she was uh samara weaving was uh busy doing bill and ted three um probably so, so she had to squeeze this in uh between bill and ted three um but anyway so uh let's rate it let's rate it man all right um uh, i'll let you go first i'm gonna give it three out of five jet skis three out of five jet skis my friend i am gonna give this four out of five jet skis all right that's fair and this might be that's the awesome. first this I, I don't know this might be the first movie that i've ever rated higher than you i don't know i could be wrong that's it, not true. It, no, oh, yeah, no. We, we probably. Uh, oh no, no, no! Slumber, slumber no. party massacre. I'm sure. Slumber party massacre. <laughs> slumber party massacre two, which I didn't want to rate. Yeah. You rated uh, higher than that's me. True. Yeah. That's true. Okay, so uh, yeah, I, I, you know, you said that uh, you, you feel like it fell way short of the first one. Uh, I, maybe I just need to watch the first one again, but I think I had just as much fun with this one as the. First oh, great! One. Well, hey, listen, uh, you know what? Horror is subjective. It's good. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm just being right. honest. I mean, Let's, it's not. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just. No, not at all. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's just but, not as good as the first one. Let's spoil it. So the first thing I want to talk about is that all the people who bite it in the first film show up again yeah. for reasons. Did you get the reasons why they – I mean, obviously they want ultimate power, which is going to come from them draining Cole's blood into some yeah. kind of ritual thing. But how did – how the, was it just some work of, of, of the demon or Satan that yeah. brought him back? I mean, what – Yeah, I, I think – Where did answer- Robbie and Mel and all his fucked up friends come from? <laughs> Right? I think I think the answer is, I don't know. We need we want them back it's in the reasons, movie. right? <laughs> yeah, it's because I, reasons. Yeah, I fucking yeah. loved it when they started showing up, especially when uh, the aforementioned Robbie Amell as Max came back. And I love how I love how that Max character he comes back shirtless again, uh, and and I love his relationship with Cole. I love how he's trying to kill Cole, but at the same time. He's constantly rooting for Cole. He's like, all right, attaboy, Cole. <laughs> you know, like he's got this weird back and forth and Cole's always just like, fuck you, man. <laughs> you know, uh, but but I, even even when uh, uh, Max dies again, uh, you know, he's like, all right, good job, Cole. <laughs> you really you really pulled it out there. You really nice work. Um, that that dude cracks me up. Uh uh, what did you think of the oh, dads? This is a side story where <laughs> Cole's dads. dad and Melanie's dad yeah. are hanging out. Melanie's dad is uh, he's um he's like this stoner video game guy. <laughs> yeah. And they're both just cheesy caricatures of human yeah. beings, maybe. I don't and they're both acting like they're twelve. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, uh, Melly's dad is like more concerned about the car yeah. than her. Yeah. And um, I don't Cole's, know. I I thought that was kind of funny, and I um, some I of my it. friends hated it. I don't know what you think uh, of those two. I, I liked it. It was like a it was like a buddy movie on the side, you know. Um, Ken Marino is the guy who played Cole's dad, and uh, and he's he's I I recognize him from that old uh, sketch comedy show, The State. Um, he's, he's been in a ton of stuff, but, uh, that guy's charming as hell and I'll watch him in just about anything. Uh, so watching him, uh, go out with, uh, Melanie's dad and get all stoned and play video games and then, you know, try to hunt down their kids. 
that just cracked me up. Like I said, that, that was like a that was like a stoner buddy movie, uh, just like kind of inserted in this flick, and and I I thought it was fun. I like okay. it. Can we talk about two things that took me right out of it, but thank God they didn't last very long? Sure. Um, the Street Fighter two fight scene. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's just like, like G. Where did that's... the fuck they? You know, so is it? I think it's Melanie and Phoebe start fighting, and they're using, yeah. you know, power ups and 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 I'm like, why? Yeah. Well, where a, did this come from? There's a that, life gauge. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't work for me. And then there's a dance dance revolution pseudo kind of put these fuckers in a video game dance thing that was i that would be the first thing i would cut like you only you can cut one thing yeah that is out i'm done yeah that was dumb like had no reason i mean it's lighthearted fun maybe that's it lighthearted mcg fun I feel like Mick G just is trying to fucking cram everything into this movie and not a lot of it works, you know, but, um, a lot of it does work. Yeah. But not uh, a lot of it. Works, yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's a lot of things where I'm just like, dude, whatever. Okay. You know, and, and again, I'll reference the eighties references again. It's just like, fuck man, you you don't need to do this shit. Like you don't, your comedy, your, your, your dialogue doesn't need to constantly reference pop culture to, you know, to make people go like, I remember that, you know, uh, that shit just bothers me. And, and like you said, with the street fighter thing and the dance thing and all that shit, it's just him uh, like going overboard and trying to overstuff this fucking movie. Uh, that said, you know, like that, there was just so much fun in the movie that I was like, I don't care, whatever, that's fine. Uh, by I, the way, when I saw the boat, and yep. the bo- the boat's name was Jenny. I'm talking yes. about the speed the speedboat at the end or toward right. the end. Uh, and the speedboat was Jenny. And then they showed the uh, they showed the keypad. Immediately, I'm like eight six seven five three zero nine. It's going to be the code. Oh, Shoot. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> sure yeah. enough, three three minutes later, they're like, oh, looks like we need a key code to to start the boat because you know a lot. I of boats... thought of Forrest Gump when they showed Jenny. I was <laughs> like Jenny. Yeah, because maybe no. that's how where my brain was at that point in time. Um, well, at, at that point, we, he had at that point he had made so many '80s references that I was like, "Here we go, here's another one," you know. Yeah, you're right. I, yeah. I forgot about that. You, we should talk about Samara Weaving finally does show up, and there's this side yeah. story the whole time with, um, you know, we we think that Phoebe's parents were killed and all this other kind of stuff, and what? Yeah. And, and uh, there's a we we find out that um, B Samara Weaving the babysitter yeah. Yeah. actually tried to save them right yeah yeah tried yeah. to save tried so to save the girl she's a yeah. good person so yeah she, she turns so, up doing tur- a turning a heel and being being good yeah it turns out that the whole her origin was basically like she sold her soul to fucking save this girl right and right. so uh, yeah. Um, do you think there's going to be a third one? Um, well, that depends. Like from a critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, I'd say no fucking way. But <laughs> um, if it's bringing in the revenue, then maybe. I don't know. It kind of wrapped up real well. I mean, yeah, B is done, right? Yeah. I'm sure they can figure out how to she write her sacrificed, back in. Well, yeah, you can bring anybody <laughs> back. You brought fucking Robbie Mel back. So, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. And his abs, his abs make me sick. Like, <laughs> do, 
you fuck you. You've got the greatest set of abs ever, and I get why you're not. Oh God. Yeah. Um, yeah, there could be. I mean, you're probably onto something. I, I, I'll watch it. I, I know I'll sure. watch it. Yeah, sure. They bring it back. I'll watch it. Um, All right. Suck. That's right. All right, man. Well, that's it for today. We will be back tomorrow.